And this morning, I want to talk about the first Christian martyr, okay? The first Christian martyr. If you, if you got a bulletin this morning, um, we'll be talking about the stoning of Stephen. Now, uh, I can't remember who it was. They said, what are, you, what are you talking about? I said, the stoning of Stephen. I was like, what? What are you talking about, the stoning of Stephen? Stephen was the first uh, deacon uh, that was appointed in, in early Acts and um, uh, said he was, well, it tells a little bit about Stephen, but one thing he says is full of the Spirit. And we're going to be talking about being full of the Holy Spirit uh, in, in a minute. Uh, but I just, I want to I wanna look at this scripture. We're going to be in Acts 7, 54 through 60. And I want to look at five things that I just immediately seen in the scripture when I started studying the scripture that could pertain to me and you, that needs to pertain to me and you, okay? And, and some of them's kind of hard. Some of them's like, well, I, some of you may say, I don't want no part of that. I can't do that. But there's five things that just leaped out the first time that the Lord led me to these scripture a couple weeks ago. Like I say, we're going to be in Acts 7, 54 through 60. Uh, and we're, we are going to be talking about the stoners. I'm so glad that, uh, that God goes with us wherever we go. You know, I've been, I have been, uh, I've been nervous this last week with, uh, Brett and Michael. They're going to be gone this morning and, and, and man, they're just, uh, they're great. They know what's going on. They've been here forever. And, uh, when, when they said, Hey, we're both going to be gone. I was like, okay. But, uh, but I was ready. I was ready at the time, but this, just the last three or four days, I just been, been nervous and stressed out and, and the devil's been attacking. But let me tell you something. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. And, and he overcome the devil for me yesterday and this morning. And I am so just thankful for that. Anyway, we're going to be reading, I'll say Acts 7, 54 through 60 says this. When they heard this, well, let me back up. Stephen preached a bold, bold message to some of the Christian leaders in that time. I mean, it was bold. It, it got down to their heart and it stepped on their toes. And uh, it starts out by saying this right here. When they heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices. They, <clears throat> excuse me, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees um, and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come to you right now and we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the opportunity to be in a, a nice uh, church building. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for, uh, for the, the pastor and the, and the worship pastor that's gone this morning to, uh, to witness, uh, Jossie, Jossie's baptism. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with them and, and just bless their hearts and bless that service in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. But we're here this morning and Lord, we're here to seek you. Lord, we're here to, to seek you, what you have to say to us. Not, not what Red Osmond has to say, but what you have to say through your word, through somebody that's willing to stand up and just share 
God's word with people. Lord, we ask you, Lord, just to touch us and bless us. And if we need challenge in our lives, Lord, if we need conviction, Lord, if we need comfort, if we need peace, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just let us uh, find that through the reading of your word uh, this morning. Lord, I ask you, Lord, just to get me completely out of the way, get me over to the side that you may flow through me, Lord Jesus, and speak the words, Lord, that you won't spoke in this service this morning. I pray all this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Hey, the first thing that I see in this scripture, and this is, this is something that, that, uh, that the Lord just kept hammering home to me. It says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. In verse 55, it says, but Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. I want to talk on that just a second, just being full of the Holy Spirit. When we get saved as Christians, we're, the Holy Spirit is deposited into us as a seal, okay, to seal us to the day of redemption. But the thing about it is the scripture in Ephesians 5.18 says this right here. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled of the Holy Spirit. First thing that I just want to, I kind of wrote some stuff down. Truth number one, okay? Not every Christian is filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? They may have it in their soul, but they're not filled with it. There's a difference in having the Holy Spirit when you get saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a different lifestyle. It looks different. People look different if they're just saved and they have the Holy Spirit. It's different from somebody that is living Christ every day and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. It's different. It's, it's a different way of life. It's a different look. It's just different. And and I got to thinking, and I'm, I'm just, let me tell you this right here. I'm speaking to you today out of two things. I'm speaking to you out of God's word, and I'm speaking to you out of my experiences. Okay? That's pretty much all I have to go on, is my experiences with a Christian life and then God's word. Okay? Not much else. So everything that I say will be based on my experiences with God or what God's word says. Is that, that fair enough, cowboy? Fair enough. Uh, and I just see that. And I thought about it. And there's been times in my life where, you know, I know for sure that I was not filled with the Holy Spirit. It, my, my gas tank was running pretty low. And I knew in my Christian heart that I needed to fill up with the Holy Spirit. Because nothing good was coming out of my life. Because the Holy Spirit tank was just a little bit low. You know, it says right here, uh, do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's one thing it tells me that to get drunk on wine, you got to drink alcohol, right? So that tells me right here that if you want to be filled of the Holy Spirit, you have got to drink or you've got to consume God's word and prayer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we don't do that. We're a little bit lazy. We don't want to do that, do we? And there was three things, and, and I'm telling you, this is just stuff that I've had to look at in my life. And I wrote down these three things is, is you know, we live in a sinful, sinful world. Sin is at our fingertips. We all got iPhones, right? Casey busted her, bless her heart, she loves her phone, but she just busted the screen all two pieces. And I mean, it's just two or three pictures on it, you know, uh, but, you know, but sin is at our fingertips, ain't it? 
right in that phone. You know, and the first thing to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I think this is Christians, we have problems this time, to avoid sin. Number one way that we need to focus on is to avoid sin because we cannot be filled to the top with the Holy Spirit if we've got sin in our lives. We need to avoid sin. Uh, the second thing, and I done said this, to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to consume God's word and pray. I mean, I tell you what, this a uh, couple weeks ago, uh, I've got in my, in my Bible, um, I've got a bunch of Psalms just kind of marked and, and highlighted and stuff like that. And when I really start feeling down, when I really, when I really start getting in a bad way, all I have to do is turn to the Psalms and start seeing some of the stuff that I read and marked in the past. And man, my spirit just starts lifting up. That's what God's word does. It fills you with the Holy Spirit. It fills you with the peace and hope that we can't get anywhere else. And if you're not a regular user, regular consumer of God's word, I, 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 I invite you to try it. I invite you to see, do what the Bible says. It says, taste and see that the Lord is good. There, there's a, we was at a church service two or three years ago and this preacher was talking about tasting and see. And I may have told this story before. Tasting and see that the Lord is good. He's a big crowd eater. He told me, he said, you know, he said, uh, you probably like Oreos and chips and stuff like that. At our house, our snack is kraut, sauerkraut, okay? And he said he didn't, yeah, <laughs> really, Chris. I was like, gross. But he said, you don't know if you'll ever like kraut. You don't know if it'll ever fill you up until you taste and see what it tastes like, right? That's kind of like God's word. That's kind of like God. You got to taste and see, and then I guarantee you, you'll say, taste and see, and the Lord is good. I know it. The, the third thing about being filled with the Holy Spirit that, that we talked about this morning in life and the word is, uh, is the more that we're obedient to God, the more he speaks to us. If he tries to tell us to do something on Monday and we don't do it, then he may tell us, try to tell us to do something on Tuesday. And if we disobey him again, it may be Friday or Saturday or Sunday or a month from him before we hear from him again. But the more that we're obedient to God's spirit, the more he's going to talk to us. So be full of the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we need it. Man, we need it to live. We need to be topped off, maxed out with the Holy Spirit of God. The second thing that I seen right here is um, he kept his eyes on heaven and God in the midst of persecution. Verse 55b says this right here, 55b and 56. Um, when he looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He kept his eyes on heaven and God in the midst of persecution. Like we talked about a while ago, there's persecution going on all over the world. I mean, just some very, very discouraging things. And we need to pray for those Christians. And we did pray for those Christians. But I'm telling you, there's persecutions going on within our schools, within our young people. 
Not big. I mean, they're not being threatened with their life or anything like that, but they're being made fun of. They're being left out. They are. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody shared with me of a persecution and, and, and I know when me and Kevin was, uh, when in high school, you know, we were pretty rambunctious and pretty mean. But, uh, but some of the stuff that kids are doing nowadays, man, I just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, 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 and just, just stories of persecution. And, and, and I got to thinking about what, what we could say to people that's maybe, that's being persecuted in, in their jobs. And, uh, and we had, to, we had a guy here a couple years ago that was a, a fireman from Atlanta, like the fire chief. And, uh, and he got, uh, fired from his fire chief job. Because, uh, you remember that, it's been a couple years ago, uh, that because he wrote a Christian book with God's Word and he took a stand and he lost his job. That's, that's persecution. Okay? And I would, I would just say these things right here. And this is going to be real short on this part right here. Uh, somebody came to me and my family a, couple, a year ago and was talking about a, um, about a situation at school. Somebody's been mean to her. And I said, I said, check this verse out right here. And I hope this gives you peace and comfort John 15 18 says this if the world hates you keep in mind that it hated me first don't that just don't that just kind of just to make your your soul feel better there is so much in this word that will just ease and minister to your soul it's unbelievable and I would say just three things don't worry don't waver and don't give up. In the Christian life, we can't worry, we can't waver, and we can't give up. Now, this third thing that I see right here is, uh, is very clear, okay? Verse 59 says, while they were stoning him, listen, very simple. While they were stoning him, while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed. Stephen prayed. The third thing that I would encourage you to do in your life, just like this first Christian martyr, is stay praying in the midst of trials. We're all going to go through trials. We're all going to have bad times. We're all going to have disappointments. We're all going to have trials week after week. But we need to stay praying. It is so much better to just stay praying, okay? The answer will come. But if we don't pray, I mean, you know, God knows our needs. He knows what we need before we ask. But He wants us, he wants us to work on that relationship. So I would encourage you to stay praying in the midst of trials. Don't give up. I wrote down three things, and, and I thought this was, uh, was kind of cool. Um, I always like to use the word whining a lot. If, if the girls come to me and they're like, I said, quit whining about it. Don't whine about it. And, and I like to whine sometimes, don't I, Angela? I like to whine. I didn't ask for your amen. But I like to use the word whining a lot. And I got to, I got to thinking, replace whining with worship. Replace whining with worship. That'll get us in a better frame of mind. Okay, number two... Here's another one of the words I like to use a lot. Replace griping with giving. 
I'm telling you, when you start giving to the Lord, and I'm not just talking about money, but giving of your time, your service, and your, and your efforts, the Lord just has a way of taking that and just ministering to the person that gives to him. It's unbelievable. It's unexplainable. Can't explain it. And then, and then, man, a lot of people like to worry. But replace filling my mind with worry to filling it with God's promises. I found out in my life, the more promises that I read on a daily basis, the less worrying that I do. You know, uh, there's just a lot of worry in the world, ain't there? There's a lot of worry about the uh, presidential uh, election. Hey, let me tell you what, God's got it all in control. He knows exactly what's going on. He's got it all planned out. No matter what happens Tuesday, we're about to put our faith in Him and not in Washington, D.C. And I won't say anything else about that, okay? Don't want to get, get going there. But anyway, you know, I got to thinking about trials. And the Bible says in Psalms 119.71, it says, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your decrees. It's good to go through trials. We don't like it when we're going through it, though, do we? No, I'd like to go somewhere else. But the Bible says it's good to go through trials. It's good that I might learn your decrees. The fourth thing that I seen in verse 60 says this. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And I, and I immediately started thinking, he was praying for his enemies. He was praying for his accusers. He was praying for those people that were stoning him. Now I'm going to give you just a little secret here, okay? And, and you may disagree with me or, you know, but if you're a Christian and you're living the way God wants you to live, you're taking his word and you're applying it to your life, kind of like Allie applied some Nisporn to her knee last night after scratching it up and applying it to your life then you're going to have enemies. Some of y'all may not believe me. Maybe you don't think that's true. But if you apply God's Word to your life and you live for Him day after day after day after day, then you're going to develop some enemies. It don't sound right, does it? I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do God's will. But the world don't see it like that. And you're going to develop some enemies. Let me turn to John 15, 19 real, real quick. Let me read this to you. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, and that is why the world hates you. The world hates us because He's calling us out of the world into a different, righteous, holy life with Him. And there's some people that hates us for it. But Stephen prayed for those people. You know, I had a guy in my life for many years that, uh, that man, we just, we were just enemies. We were, we were just enemies. And uh, our life in the Word class has heard Countless stories about this guy. Right, Greg? You probably know it. I didn't ever use his name, but, but we're just enemies. 
And I tried my best to pray for him. And I did. I did sometimes. I did sometimes. It was just a struggle. It was a struggle. But we need to pray for our enemies. Uh, and we all have them. Um, the fifth thing that I would share with you, and uh, let me read it real quick. And, you know, we need some peace in our lives, don't we? We, uh, we have uh, job situations and school situations and marriage situations and family situations. And sometimes I think, man, can we just have some peace? Just some peace, just for a little while. Well, Stephen was getting killed and he had peace. Listen to this. When he said this, let me go back to 60. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he fell asleep. I don't know about you, but if, I don't, if, if I've got something really uh, tore up in my life, it's, it's kind of hard to lay down and go to sleep. I've got to be at complete peace. I mean, Allie and Casey and Molly, they can't be running down the hall and jumping up and down and bouncing off the walls for me to go to sleep. There's got to be peace. And I can't sleep without it. That's the same thing in our lives. If we have pandemonium and all that, it's hard to have peace. But Stephen, with these four things that we've seen in his life, he had peace in the midst of him getting stoned. And I believe with all my heart that there's no other power, there's no other name that this could, be, this could happen but through Jesus Christ. We can't find that type of peace. To have a peace when we're laying in a hospital bed dying and be okay with it. To have peace when we have health problems and we feel the prayers of people that's lifting us up to the Lord. We have peace. There's no other peace but comes through Jesus Christ. And some of y'all need some peace. Some of y'all need some peace in your family. Some of y'all need some peace in your marriage, in your health, in your work situations. You need some peace. Let me tell you, it's not going to come until you come to the Savior. He talked about the well of living water that fills up inside of us and gives us that peace. I just want to invite you to come and find that peace this morning. Down here at the altar, you could do it in your seat. It don't make no difference. He's all around us, and He wants to minister to you and in your life. Let's pray as the band comes up. Lord, I thank You for this time together. I thank You for Your Word. I thank You for Your Scripture. I thank You for Your love. Lord, and there's people in here that needs peace. There's people in here that needs a touch from you that is so thirsty and so run down from the storms of life. And they just need to come to the water and drink from the water that you give. Lord, they've tried everything else. They've tried success. They've tried sin. And it all leaves us empty. There's no greater peace that can be found but you, Lord. Lord, peace in the midst of trials.
Lord, I just ask you right now, Lord, as the man prepares to sing, Jesus paid it all, I just pray that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, and if, if there's a need this morning for anybody, Lord, that they would come to the water. Lord, I ask you to speak to that person right now that's struggling. Lord, they're shaking in their seat. They're nervous. Their heart's fluttering. Lord, I just pray, God, that they would give in to you. Lord, they know what you want them to do. They know uh, how, how you want to use them. But Lord, they're just saying no. Lord, I pray, God, that today would be the day that they say yes to the river of life. Lord, that they would say yes to your call. Lord, it may be somebody that, that needs to be doing something for you. Lord, they, need, they may need to preach the gospel or be a missionary or teach a class or just share the word at work. Lord, I pray, God, that today that they would say yes to you and no to the world. I just pray all this in Jesus' name.